This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition, another winning edition. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Of the Meow Mix podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And the Panthers have won four in a row. Woo! Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 37 to 26 in London. In London. Cheerio. The Queensland. Queensland. And there was a lot of Panthers fans there, too. A lot of Panthers fans. I don't know what the official numbers were. I'm, I'm excited to see some of the people that were there break down to see just how much, you know, cheering for the Panthers happened versus cheering for the Bucks. I mean, it certainly felt like over the TV that it was more Panthers oh, yeah. than Bucks. But that could have been just because we were winning. Well, no, even in the first drive, I believe, like, Luke got, had a tackle, and all of a sudden you hear... Oh, you definitely heard the Lukes. It's yeah. like as soon as he tackled him, and then even... It was still, I think, a two-score game. I heard keep pounding chants when they were on defense. So I think there was a solid number out there. The Panthers fans definitely traveled well. Yes. Good sure. job, Panther Nation. So we even the season series with the Bucks at 1-1. One and one, mm-hmm. And we will not play them again this year. No. Barring some weird playoff thing. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's get into it. This was a defensive win for the Panthers. Yeah. The the score is a little bit closer than it should have been. We kind of sat down in the second half when we took the dominant lead. We did the, the classic Panthers. Ron Rivera, yeah. soft zones. Yeah. We're going to let Jameis pick in, up underneath. but Yeah, if you're just looking at stats, uh, or I guess if you're just looking at yards, then... Panthers didn't have a very good game because mm-hmm. Jameis threw for 400 yards, um, but he threw five interceptions. Five! And they had another two turnovers, a special teams turnover and a Jameis fumble. So Jameis turned the ball over six times himself, mm-hmm. and then a Bobo Wilson fumble. Bobo and Ray Ray trading fumbles back and forth. Yeah, I, I know you knocked me on the, my bold prediction, but it was only three interceptions. And I told you you should go five. You did, and I thought that was an impossible stake as he had five interceptions going into this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't believe in your Panthers, but I did. I, I believed in the win. <laughs> I did not believe we five interceptions in, in a game was I don't remember what our, feasible. what our score predictions were, but we both had the Panthers winning. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of sacks in this game. Seven sacks from the Panthers. Gerald McCoy got his old team back. Yeah, he, in the first few drives, the second half is like a conundrum because of the simple fact that the way we were playing. But that mm-hmm. first half, he was in that backfield making Jameis Winston get happy feet all all the time back there, it felt like. Two and a half sacks from Gerald McCoy, four quarterback hits, and a pass defense. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place. Yeah, he was money. I do want to give a special shout out to your your favorite Panther, Vernon Butler. Mm. Two sacks. He had a heck of a game, I and will. And he, he caused two fumbles, actually. 
and yeah. we actually got one of those back. And that was a very important part of the game. They were because driving. They were driving. They were going to bring it within one score right before half. Even if they didn't get the ball there, if they just got a fourth down, they would have kicked the field goal and brought it within seven. Still. Yeah. A big momentum swing. You know, we got, as you said, that was at the end of the half. We got the ball back first, mm-hmm. the next uh, start of the half. And, yeah, huge momentum swing. Vernon Butler, though, he's got some big paws on him, I guess, because he's just sack fumbling all over the place. Yeah. Where was this guy, like, multiple years ago? Like, since he's been drafted, he hasn't done hardly anything. And then I'll, I mean, maybe maybe this coaching staff just didn't believe in him, but he actually has a talent? I, I don't know. I don't either. I, I don't know. But I don't this see him is in practice. The, I don't think he'll be on the team next year. I don't either. Um, this is the fifth year. They did not, or I guess this is his fourth year. They did not pick up his fifth year option. So I guess use him while we've got him. You know, mm-hmm. KK's out. He's going to get an opportunity. So he's making the most of it so far. Uh, Bruce Irvin had a really good game. Didn't show up a ton on the stat sheet. Only had a half sack. But had a pass defense, had another QB hit, but it seemed like he was all over the place. Yeah, he was always in that backfield rushing Jameis Winston again. And that was the goal of this defense was to rush Jameis Winston. He's not Drew Brees. He he gets he gets flustered very easily. Well, interestingly, they showed a graphic at the beginning of the game saying how good Jameis Winston was against the, the rush, right? Against the uh, blitz. Against, yeah, but we don't blitz that often. Exactly. We, we were able to put the pressure on him while still leaving our secondary intact mm-hmm. to cover those receivers. And all those, those 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 receivers put up big numbers today. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of it was in the second half when the game, you know, they were playing catch-up the whole time. And Winston was also making a lot of mistakes in that second half. Yeah. Uh, Dontario Poe, Don, Don Gerald McCoy, and Vernon Butler. They're all interior linemen. They had two and a half, two, and one sack. At... We were getting pressure straight up the middle. Mm-hmm. He couldn't step up into a pocket. We weren't getting that much pressure from the outside, but that pressure right up front really puts him on his heels when he throws the ball, causing some of the errant throws he had. And that caused James Bradbury to have a heck of a game. Couple of couple of interceptions from Bradbury, 10 tackles. 10 tackles. They definitely targeted Evans a lot this game after last week getting no... T- catches uh, he had a decent game but it was mostly in the second half again uh bradbury really he shut down the big plays that he had right and that, i think that's the key with evans especially a big play guy is you can kind of hold him to 10 yards of catch mm-hmm. no touchdowns he did have a two-point conversion catch but it was tipped and kind of one of those miracle catches but um yeah, Evans 9 for 96, and then Chris Godwin torched us again 10 for 151. Uh, you know, a lot of it in the second half as well, but we have a real problem with that guy. Yeah, that... I mean, the whole league right now has a problem with that guy. He that, is he is playing really well. That guy and Mike Evans may become one of the best one-twos, especially if they get a better quarterback out there that he, doesn't make that many mistakes. Godwin be could sp- be the one in that scenario at this yeah. point. I mean, he is playing really well. He stretches the defense so well, it's it's hard to cover him. Let's wrap up Tampa's offense here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not run the ball effectively at all today. 14 carries for 42 yards total. They did have a couple of rushing touchdowns. Um, but Peyton Barber, 8 for 28. Ronald Jones, 4 for 10. Um, they just 
they couldn't get anything going on the ground at all. And yeah. a lot of that was score dictated, right? They, yeah. They're not going to run a ball a lot in the second half when they're down 20 points. But we, for the first time this season, I feel like we really shut down the run. Yeah. We looked dominant against the run. Uh, they had, in the first half, they tried to run. They couldn't. And after that, they were down so much, it was just passing the ball, making Winston force throws. And on the other side, we also could not run the ball again against the Bucks. They shut us down in the first game against the run. Uh, McCaffrey, 22 carries for 31 yards. Just He did have a rushing touchdown, but 1.4 yards per carry, and it looked like it. Yeah. He couldn't get anything going. Yeah, I, I was shocked we didn't do more end-arounds. Some, maybe some like something to kind of loosen up that defense. But Yeah, they did two. One of them resulted in a Curtis Samuel touchdown. Mm-hmm. The other resulted in a 13-yard exactly. DJ Moore run. I mean, they were picking up yards. Maybe start running more into round fakes, then that way it loosens them up. Maybe the linebacker cheats up on them. Particularly against a team that's shutting down that run up the middle every time. And they were every time. But, for the most part, I like what North Turner did. When he realized that the run game really wasn't working, he relied on Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen produced. Made some really good throws. Mm -hmm. Really good throws. DJ Moore led the team in receiving seven catches for 73 yards. And some tough catches, too. Yeah. DJ Moore looks... I know he had that drop on that third down where he was wide open. He started the game a little rough. Yeah. But after that... A couple of drops. But then after that, he had some good catches with people or uh, defenders draped on him. So... He went out of this game for a few plays uh, with... What looked to be maybe just the wind knocked out of him or mm-hmm. some bruised ribs or something. I, I, th- I guess we'll kind of get an update at some point today about that. But he did come back and played well after he returned. So um, Curtis Samuel also had a really good game. Four catches only, but 70 yards and a touchdown and a beautiful touchdown. Yes. Where he had a hand fight for the ball and he won. And just another, like I mentioned earlier, a rushing touchdown as well. But Curtis Samuel showed up big in this game. Yeah, and we should... We stopped throwing the ball in the second half. I know Kyle Allen had 32 attempts, but most of that was in the first half. Most of the yardage was in the first half, or first three quarters at least. First three quarters for sure, yeah. And then we kind of sat on the ball. He looked really good. I know he, Jarius Wright had a couple drops that were key. He could have came close to 300 yards, and if the game was closer, probably even put up more. Don't shake your head no at me. I don't think he would have gotten close to 300 yards. I do. I think I think he was accurate today. He played he played very well. The game plan didn't call for it and you know, our beer bet of the week was over under 300 passing yards. You won. You won. I won it because I thought this was the kind of game it would be. Uh, well, five turnovers? You thought five turnovers? I did push you to make your bold <laughs> prediction five turnovers, but not necessarily, you know, seven total turnovers, but I thought it would be a defensive game. And even though the score was 37-26, to 26, it did feel like a defensive game, mm-hmm. right? Shutting down the run on each side. We're forcing turnovers left and right. And our offense just didn't have – they didn't have a lot of room to pick up all those yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we were getting the ball a lot at midfield. I'd love to see what our average starting field position was because it had to be pretty close to midfield. Oh. Well- Again, that was due to our defense. This right. is definitely a defensive win. Don't get me wrong. But the offense didn't even get 
they didn't lose this game, and they didn't even look like they ha- gave a chance to lose this game. No, this is and and this I believe is what a Kyle Allen led Panthers team is is don't make big mistakes. Yeah, I, pa- he, you know, efficient passing, probably no big plays. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not going downfield a ton. Um, but when I, he did, he threw it accurately. He did. He did. I'm just saying, like, the other than the first game that he started against Arizona, mm-hmm. he's been a game manager. And that's fine, I think, because this defense and the running game is what's going to win us games. Yeah. Today it was the defense. Right, and that's the game plan. Again, right. we're not putting it on Kyle Allen's shoulder to win us the game. Exactly. And, and I think that's fine. You know, but that's the difference between him and Cam is with Cam – you're relying on Cam to win you the game. Mm-hmm. Or in the past, at least, that's what that's what it's been. Yes. Right? With Kyle Allen now, you're relying on pretty much everything else, and then you're asking him not to, to turn the ball over. To make accurate, smart plays. And that's what he's doing. He's getting the ball out very quickly. He's very he, he reads the defense very well. Yes. And, and he makes very quick, accurate passes. And you've been on that the whole time. So, last time we played the Bucks. Shaq Barnett had three sacks. How many sacks did he have this game? I'm going to say he had zero sacks. And this you game. are correct. He <laughs> had two sacks altogether, or they had two sacks altogether this week. So Shaq Barnett only one tackle in this game. So we shot him down. He got the ball out quickly. He didn't dance around. He looked good back there. Sometimes, I, I hate to say it, a game manager might be what this team needed. I, I No, I, I'm. I say game manager, a lot of times that's looked at negatively. I don't look at that negatively at all. Mm-hmm. I just think the the offense is not on his shoulders. And You're that's right. all I mean by that. Right? We're asking him not to make mistakes, mm-hmm. which he's not, especially since he seems to have, you know, we noticed a couple of times when he got taken down today that he wrapped that ball up. Yeah. He made sure that and ball wasn't sat. coming out. He sat down. He yeah. knew he was done. He just sat down. That's yep. good. And that's, that's smart. And that was the biggest knock on his game, mm-hmm. right, was the fumbling. So, Kyle Allen being in there and just distributing the ball and not throwing interceptions and not trying to do too much, taking what the defense gives him, for this team right now is the way to go. Yeah. You know? I, I really think it is. Because we're 4-0 with it, and it's hard to argue with wins and losses. Mm-hmm. He's, right now, he's completing 65% of the ball passes thrown for... 901 yards, seven touchdowns, and no interceptions. No interceptions. Yeah. It's huge. A game man, I mean, he's had the fumbling issue. We're not disregarding that because that's a huge thing. But that's impressive. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to start 5-0 with no interceptions. Yeah. I I personally, I need to do a formal apology. Because at the beginning of the season, I said, if Cam Newton goes down with an injury, our season's over. Kyle Allen has gone 4-0 this season. And looks solid doing it. So I want to apologize to him, even though he'll never listen to this show. Because <laughs> he looks good. He's he's doing what he needs to do to, to win for this game. Yeah. And to be fair to you, and, and I probably said the same thing, um, in preseason, Kyle Allen did not look good. None mm-hmm. of our backups look good. None of our quarterbacks look good no. at all in preseason. Um, and we start out the season 0-2, Things are pretty dire. Yeah. Right? We're feeling like that Bucks. We felt like that Bucks game was one we should have won. We lost mm-hmm. it. 
this is a good redemption here. Yeah. We're going into our bye week at four and two. We we talked about this in week three mm-hmm. when Kyle was coming in, right? And we we talked about what happens if we go into the bye and we're four and two. You know, blue sky as hell. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is all Panther blue. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No way. It's actually going to happen. But if we go into the bye four and two, you know, we mentioned does Cam come back, and that that's kind of the national conversation right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to get into it in this recap or not. Maybe we'll wait till yeah middle we'll- of the week. But I think there's a conversation to be had there. Kyle Allen's not an MVP candidate. Mm-mm, you know, yeah. he's not playing like a pro bowler, Mm-mm. but he is playing maybe the way that this team needs a quarterback to play mm-hmm. right now. And he has been asked to try to win us a game on a game-winning drive and stuff like that. Uh, so we don't know if he can or not. Um, the only real two-minute thing we've seen on him was against the Cardinals, and that was a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. again, that's far from a game-winning drive. but Right, and that was against the Cardinals. Yeah. Again, we have a, a bad defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I feel really good about this win. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's it was an eleven point win, but it feels like more like a twenty point win. We yeah. were dominating this game the entire time. We felt mm-hmm. like we could do whatever we wanted except run the ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, sometimes you win a game and you don't feel amazing about it. I feel amazing about this. I do too. I feel definitely a redemption game for Thursday night. I remember that after that Thursday night game, it was it was suicide watch as Panther fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were walking on the edge, and I myself even thought, well, at this point, do we just go, you know, poop the season? I'm trying to... Do we try and go for one of those quarterbacks? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Now, now we're back looking at the playoffs saying... This team has a championship-looking defense. Last week, they didn't look that great, but this week they have. The week before, they have. So, if they're on, they could carry us. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that the defense, you know, we're going to drop in the passer, you know, defense rankings and um, probably overall defense the rankings will drop a bit. But this was a this really was a dominant performance by the defense. Yeah. Seven turnovers. Seven sacks. They, they yeah. just... Yeah, I mean, and we had one turnover. Um, Ray, 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 your boy Ray, Ray. Let's let's uh, let's D- go. Out. Hey, you want to improve this team, Ron? Let's go out and find somebody else to yeah in punts because Ray Ray's given us nothing, and he's he's actually been a negative. Yeah, he's not catching the ball. He's muffing a lot of punts, and he's not really giving us much in the return game, anyways. Right. I don't understand why we're keeping him around. There's got to be a guy out there that can catch the ball with more consistency and hold on to the ball. Yeah, maybe just put Christian McCaffrey out there and give him more touches. Let's not do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe Jordan Scarlett. Maybe that's where he can make some impact. Bonifant. I mean, Bonifant seems like he can do anything. Yeah, Bonifant's look good. He got zero touches today, by the way. Yeah. My bold prediction was six, I think. Yeah. And And after... You ragged me on it. And, and Ron, zero. <laughs> Ron Rivera even came out and said he's earned more touches. Well, Ron, you did not listen to yourself there, did you? They made a big deal about him. The, the announcers made a big deal about him coming in at one point in the first <laughs> half. And then you never heard his name again. <laughs> I mean, Christian wasn't getting any room. I mean, what was the point of not putting Bonifin to take some of those hits? Especially towards, like, you know, we talked about it at the end of the first half. Yeah. You know, 
Just give him, you know, we're trying to run out some clock. Just give it to Bonifin. Bonifin, two hands on the ball. You get touched. You go down. Bonifin can run into a line just yeah. like... Yeah. Just like McCaffrey so was. Save some hips on McCaffrey. You know, you got McCaffrey another 26 touches today. Yeah. That's 26 hits. Yeah. At least because he was getting hit by multiple people. And he was blocking too. He's had some really great blocking. I know that's not part of his game that most people talk about, but there was one they highlighted where he picked up the blitz and just held the linebacker. Yeah. It was pretty. Um. All right. Anything else you want to talk about we'll go into a little more i I do okay there is go ahead um it's not on offense or defense okay it's joey sly yeah he had a good game other than one miss no no no. he had two misses Mm. he had nobody blocking on that weird he had one field goal attempt miss it i don't care that 60 yarder counts it's a 60 yarder it's a 60 yarder yes and it does not count as a field goal attempt It was a free kick. First of all, congratulations, Chase Blackburn, <laughs> for busting out some great playbook, finding some hidden rule that no one else realized. Even the announcers, the fans, nobody knew what the hell was going on. No, no. You could see it in the stadium. Everybody's like, huh? I was reading someone wrote a little something about it during the game. They're like, the little, the little used but widely known tweak to the rule book. And I'm like, that's not widely known. No. I'd never heard of that before. I know a lot of rules. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. So what we're talking about is at the end of the first half, we force a punt. Yeah, after three false starts by Tampa Bay. I was going to get there. So we force a punt. (laughs) Tampa Bay basically false starts three times in a row, backing them up into their own end zone. They punt the ball. It's fair caught around the 50. Mm -hmm. And apparently there's a rule that says if you fair catch a ball, you can immediately kick... A non-contested field goal. A non-contested. It's essentially a non-contested field goal. It's either a field goal. It's called a free kick. So it can be returned. It can be, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically like a kickoff. But if it goes to the uprights, it's three points. It has to be held by a uh, player. Team. Right. It's right. not on a tee. So it's a kickoff held by a player that if it goes through the uprights, it's three points, but it cannot be defended. Yes. It's very strange. I don't know why this is a rule. Hey, I like this rule. I like it too, but I've never <laughs> heard of it. Especially for us who have a guy who could probably kick 70 yards. Like, this is not This was rule. kind of the perfect storm for Joey Sly. Yeah. And he missed it. And he it was choked. wide right. He choked. He missed it. 60 yards is still 60 yards to kick the ball. And, and I wouldn't have knocked him that bad if that was the only thing. But... That late field goal, even though it didn't end up mattering, we still won by 11, but that would have put us up by 14. He choked. It was 41 yards. It's time. He, he pushed it right as well. Um, I don't want to say he choked. I mean, he missed a field goal. It happens. It, Kickers it, miss field goals. A couple weeks, it's been happening a lot. All right. He also made seven other kicks. Mm. Okay. He was four for four he on extra points. He has one job. He has one job. Field goals. Either way, I'm I'm really proud of Chase Blackburn. That was a really great special team. It like, was a, yeah, it was really smart. Yeah, really smart and almost worked. Um, I'm not gonna kill Joey Sly for for this game. He's on my watch. <laughs> well, you know, Gano is out for the whole season, so you're gonna have to deal with him. I think. Yeah, I just want. Him. I hope you're not. I hope you're not suggesting we need to go out and try no, no, out no, other no. Kickers. I'm not suggest. I'm just suggesting he needs to. Get back at his off-season. His 100% perfect kicker? No, no, no. no. It seems like 
Recently, the past two weeks, he's been struggling. Point blank. He made seven kicks today. He missed a free kick, and he missed one field goal from 40-something yards at the end of the game when it really didn't matter. Most of those were, like, regular extra points. Extra points? Still 30-something yards. And you should be making those as a... He had a long of 49. That's almost a 50-yarder. All right. I'm still saying he needs to be on watch. That's fine. Like Ray Ray McLeod was after week one, where now he should be gone a long time ago. All right, we spent like six minutes arguing about the kicker. (laughs) (laughs) What's new with this podcast? (laughs) Left-handed Michael Pilardi had some nice, or left-footed Michael Pilardi had some nice kicks today. It's so weird. He kicks it (laughs) left-footed. It rotates in a different way. That's why he drops a ball. We don't normally see muff punts from the other guys when Pilardi's. That's the first time I've really heard it dramatically. The announcers are very excited about a left-footed kicker. Yeah. And Tampa Bay fans need to be upset with Bobo for dropping two. That's that's who they need to be upset at. Not because yeah, Bobo, was... Bobo Wilson, the uh, Tampa Bay's kick returner, he he muffed two in a row, I believe. Yeah, it was in a row. And one of them we did we were able to pick up, so that was one of oh, our. Oh, that left-footed spin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, man, I I never expected after starting zero and two that this is where we'd be. No, going not into at the all. bye, never expected it. No. Whew. Especially losing Cam. Yeah. And not knowing really what to expect from Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. He's been a mm-hmm. he's been a very pleasant surprise. He had a good game today. I don't know if we've gone over his stats. Twenty for thirty two, two hundred twenty seven yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. Yeah. So a very good. Of just a very good game. Yeah. I mean, good. not a great game, not a bad game, a very good game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on the positive side of... And, and again, they didn't request him to be great. They requested exactly. him to be exactly. good. They didn't want him to go out, sling the ball right. a lot. And that's what exactly what he did. He made smart decisions. Yep. There, I can't remember the exact play, but everything was covered, so he just chucked it out of bounds. It was it was a smart play. He didn't take a sack. I think we were within field goal range. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking a sack to knock us out, he just made the simple, easily grounded or throw it out of bounds and when you have as good a defense as we have and you have as good a running game as we have that's really all you need from your quarterback mm-hmm. is don't make mistakes don't mm-hmm. put us in bad positions there is another positive i want to talk about okay. before we move on sure ron Rivera going for it on fourth and goal at their inch yard line i think that was a great move yep. we are up three nothing it was the beginning of the game and i feel if we didn't make that it could have swung momentum but at the same time, you pin them back. The way our defense was looking at that point, you can't argue it. And I think that's the drive we started from our inside our own one-yard line, right? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. It was a so 99 drive. Showing a drive. lot of confidence in your offense mm-hmm. there. And, yeah, we were able to barely get it in, but we got it in. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of that from Ron lately. Mm-hmm. You know, that riverboat Ron persona that he used to have that I don't grant him anymore. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one, and it worked out. It was a good cojones call because I feel like even if you don't make that, you pin them back. Yeah. I think 10 nothing to 6 nothing is a huge difference. Right. Mentally, that kind of hits It's demoralizing them for the defense, for yes. sure. Especially yeah. after, once again, you said 99 yards. It's right. Like, yeah, who wants to go 99 yards and not get a touchdown out of it? Yeah. That's Yeah, that would be tough. Um, let's do some heroes and zeros. Okay. You can go ahead and start your hero off. My hero today, I'm going to give it to Gerald McCoy. Yep. 
playing against his former team, two and a half sacks, and he lived in the backfield, you know, at least for the first half of this game. Um, he was all over the place. We talked about his stats. Um, good job, Gerald McCoy. He's stepped up since KK went down, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot more of him. You hear a lot more of his name. So he is my hero of the game. Yeah, and very good game. Great redemption for him against his Bucks. He And he may have not gotten all the sacks. He got two and a half, which is very impressive. Mm-hmm. But he kept pushing that interior of that line back yeah. in Jameis Winston's face. He and was an enabler of sacks. Y- yes, <laughs> very much so. Now, going for my hero on the defense as well, Bradbury. James Bradbury. Yeah. Continuing on with his great season he's having. He's making himself a lot of money. Uh, two interceptions, uh, ten tackles. Yeah, he let some passes go, but he made the tackles when it counted, when it hit him. And he made some great plays on the ball against Mike Evan. There's one in particular where it was a rollout, Jameis, and he threw it to a wide open Evans, and Bradbury just closed on it right away, smacked the ball down. Yep. Uh, another one he closed on was a first throw of Jameis Winston was the interception. Great game. He's playing outstanding. Great game, yep. Um, let's, let's give an honorable mention to Ross Cockrell. Oh, yeah. Another start for him with Dante Jackson. Kind of a surprise inactive for this game. Uh, Ross Cockrell did have an interception, played really well. He was all over the place, had several pass defenses. Um, Keekly and Javion Elliott also had interceptions. I was going to say, if we're going to honorable mention Cockrell, and this is a defense that gave up technically 400 yards mm-hmm. passing again, but they I were know. there. They were knocking the ball down. It yeah. Stats don't always tell the game. Do we have the same zero? Probably. Go ahead. Is his name Ray Ray McLeod? Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Ray muffed the muffed the punt that led to the first Tampa touchdown. Mm-hmm. Directly led to the first Tampa touchdown. Yep. And just you don't have any confidence in that guy back there. No, you get nervous. It's back like when Ted Ginn was back there. I just I don't understand why Ron and Chase Blackburn have not moved on from him. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, and I'm fine just having 1-0 for this game. Yeah, I am this too. This a very good game for the Panthers. McCaffrey didn't have the greatest game, but you know what? He he got the touchdown. He kept moving, and he had that great catch and mm-hmm. pass reception. So it's not his fault that he was getting hit in the backfield every— And he had two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, just want to say, you know, Christian McCaffrey, keep doing your thing. It's still the Christian McCaffrey hero of the game award. Yeah. You know, we're not going to take it away from him after one bad performance. And we kind of thought this this might be a subpar performance for him. Yeah. Just the, based on the way the first game went and how good Tampa's. Let's give credit. Their run defense is really good. Yeah. It's really good. They really? led the they lead the league for a reason. Yeah. And they've played some really good running backs, too. It's not, it's not when uh, playing Miami and everybody right. else who yeah. is garbage. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another Panthers win. Woo! Four and two, headed to the bye. Headed to the bye. So no game this week, and then we'll be in San Francisco. Mm. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, very tough. All right, well, we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be back later on with our week six review. We'll talk about the battle for the NFC South crown, and we'll talk to you in a bit. Yep. 
Hello, mates. I'm Jack. I'm Kenny. And welcome to Rock and Roll Up, the music and wrestling podcast. Here, you'll find our weekly music and wrestling podcast with our signature wacky comedy twist. So wacky. Expect news. Special episodes. Controversial hot takes. And comedy features such as Kenny's rant. Jack's joke of the week. (laughs) And of course, pun association. Musical fruit. John Lemon. So wacky. So like, comment, share and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher and SoundCloud. You can get involved with the conversation at Rock Roll Up Pod on Twitter and at Rock and Roll Up Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Are you ready to step inside the ring with these two heavyweights? Big time. Peace out. And we're back. Now we're going to go ahead and look at the battle for the NFC South crown. We're going to start off with the first place New Orleans Saints traveling down to the Jacksonville Jaguars with Minshew Mania going wild down there. Unfortunately, it didn't continue going on well. (laughs) The Jaguars lost to the Saints 13-6. This was a defensive battle for the most part until a late fourth quarter touchdown by Jared Cook put... New Orleans up on top. Uh, For the most part, uh, Teddy Bridgewater did pretty good. He was 24 out of 36 for 240 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Gardner Minshew, not so good this week. I know he played us pretty well, but this week he was 14 out of 29, 163 yards and one interception. Uh, He's a rookie. He's going to have that. Not much else. Uh, Run games were all right. Nothing to write home about. But really the story is great defense. Uh, New Orleans won it, now moved up to 5-1. and one. Yeah, Jacksonville's run into the NFC South buzzsaw yeah. the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, New Orleans has a very, very good defense. Uh, you know who doesn't have a very good defense, Jerry? Uh, I do, but I'll let you go ahead and say. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons traveled to Arizona to play the Cardinals, and they lost the game. 34-33, Cardinals win. If you're just looking at stats, this is this is a weird one, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, 30 for 36, 356 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. You would assume they won. Yeah, 144 <laughs> passer rating. Devontae Freeman, 19 carries for 88 yards. Uh, also had three catches for 30 yards and two touchdowns. Austin Hooper, 117 yards receiving. Julio Jones, 108 yards receiving. I mean, they played really well, but they were down 27-10 in the third quarter of this game. They, a lot of these, uh, obviously a lot of these points were, you know, quote-unquote garbage time, although they only lost by one. Um, They did score a lot in the late third quarter and fourth quarter. They tied the game up 27-27. Cardinals came back, got a score. Falcons came back, got a score, and then Matt Bryant missed the extra point. And that is the difference to the game. Kyler Murray uh, actually played really well himself. 340 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 128 passer rating for him. Um, Not much on the rushing side for the Cardinals, although they did get 102 total yards rushing. It was on 30 carries, so a low average there. But... um, yeah, Falcons fought on one and five. Cardinals up to two, three, and one. Hmm. Well, 
that puts New Orleans in, at the top of the NFC South at five and one. Carolina in second by themselves now at four and two. Tampa Bay is in third at two and four, and the Falcons at one and five. And it's just ticking away till Dan Quinn gets fired. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be this week. I I thought the same thing, but they have this uh, the Rams and the Seahawks, and then a bye. I could see it happening out happening after those two games. I don't see any way they win both of those games. Maybe they somehow oh, win no. one of them. Yeah, um, I think he lose. They lose both of them, and then they fire him going into bye. Very realistic. They're one and seven after the first half of the season, which definitely not what they thought was going to happen. Not what a lot of pundits thought was going to happen yeah. either a lot that of people had the is just awful it's the terrible defense. it's terrible yeah. and that's dan quinn's calling card yep it's a defense so gotta get rid of him i mean mm. you know he's he's done he's done agreed all right let's move on to the rest of the week six slate we'll start off with seahawks at cleveland seahawks win this one 32 to 28 uh, Russell Wilson had a nice game here, 295 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown. Chris Carson paced the way rushing-wise, 24 carries, 124 yards and a touchdown. And Beckham Jr. led all receivers with six receptions for 101 yards. The Browns' preseason darling fall to 2-4, and 0-3 oh at home, by the way. And the Seahawks moved to 5-1, and 3-0 and oh on the road, which is a little surprising uh, considering Russell Wilson's always kind of been a little shaky on the road. Yeah, uh, Seattle's scary. They're they're good yeah. again, and the Browns are not. Yeah, and we play <laughs> we we play both of these teams a little later on the season, and uh, one of them I'm more concerned about than the other for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now moving on, the Texans defeated the Kansas City Chiefs thirty-one to twenty-four. If those of you at home are paying attention, that's two losses in a row for the Chiefs, who everybody had going to the AFC Championship. Not so fast. Looks like Houston's putting themselves together, having a good season. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a pretty good game here: thirty out of forty-two. Uh, 280 yards and a touchdown. Carlos Hyde was a great pickup for him, for them. They are playing out of his mind. 26 carries, 116 yards, and one touchdown. Tyreek Hill continued doing Tyreek Hill things. Five receptions, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. That puts the Texans at 4-2 and two, and the Chiefs at 4-2 and two as well. All right, moving on to, you know, we have the Super Bowl. I would call this the toilet bowl. Redskins yeah. at Miami. And this actually turned out to be kind of an entertaining game. Um, Redskins. If you, if you consider bad football entertaining. <laughs> well, you know, it was entertaining in a way. <laughs> Washington ended up winning this game 17 to 16. Uh, actually came down to a last second two point conversion attempt by the Dolphins to win the game. They. Just made a terrible attempt at it. They they lost in a very Dolphins fashion. Um, but uh, probably the biggest news out of this game was another change at quarterback for the Dolphins. They benched former backup, now starter Josh Rosen for former starter, now backup Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick led a comeback and actually almost got the win for him. But uh, 
Case Keenum ended up leading, leading the way passing-wise, uh, 166 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Adrian Peterson jumped in the way-back machine, 23 carries for 118 yards. And the rookie wide receiver for Washington, Terry McLaurin, McLaurin four receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. That guy, you know, the Redskins don't have a lot going for him this year, but that Terry McLaurin is a beast. He's going to yeah. be a real good wide receiver for a long time. Uh, Redskins move to 1-5. and five. 1 and 0 under Bill Callahan and the Dolphins fall to 0 and 5 and now have the straight ahead track to the number 1 pick. Yeah, I think they uh blew that two point conversion on purpose. That's just me. Conspiracy theory and all. Now, let's go to the Eagles at the Vikings. Uh Vikings pulled this one out 38-20. Uh, Kirk Cousins continued his throwing ways, throwing for 333 yards and four touch four touchdowns. Rushing Alexander Madison led mm. rushing for Minnesota, not Dalvin Cook. Kind of surprising. 14 carries for 63 yards. And Stefan Diggs requesting a trade had seven receptions, 167 yards, and three touchdowns. Kind of wonder if that'll keep him around Minnesota for a little while. Either that uh, or he just up, upped his asking price. <laughs> <laughs> that too. The Eagles now fall to 3-3, three and three, and the Vikings are at 4-2. and two. Uh, Lamar Jackson visited the Cincinnati Bengals. I say Lamar Jackson, but it was really the whole Ravens team. But basically <laughs> it was Lamar Jackson. Um, Ravens ended up winning this one 23-17. And Lamar Jackson had a great game, 21 for 33, 236 yards passing, but also had 19 carries for 152 yards rushing. Um, yeah, Mark Andrews, a tight end for Baltimore, led all receivers, six receptions for 99 yards. And Baltimore gets back on the winning track after losing a couple in a row. They moved to 4-2. and two. The Bengals fall to 0-6, kind of a dark horse for that number one pick. Andy yeah, Dalton, probably his last year. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Miami, hold your horses. You have another <laughs> contender out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about them. <laughs> I did, too. And there's a reason for that. Right. <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> people have also forgotten about the Bengals. Moving on, the 49ers traveled to L.A. to face the Rams, and they dominated this game 20-7. to I know the score's not that close, but I watched most of this game. The Rams could not move the ball. Nah. The 49ers are extremely good. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo led passing with 243 yards and an interception. Uh, Tevin Coleman ran the ball for 18 carries, 45 yards, one touchdown. And George Kittle, eight reception, 103 yards. Again, their defense is for real. And in a couple weeks, the Panthers have to face them. It's going to be a... Tough game. Yeah, that's the first game after the bye. And we have to go to San Francisco. So that's going to be a real test. If Kyle yes. Allen's still quarterback, that's a real test. Very much so. Uh, the 49ers improved to 5-0, and undefeated, look dominant, while the Rams struggling fall to 3-3. Three and three. They're third place in the NFC West right now. Anybody would have thought that. That's that that Super Bowl loser hangover, you know. I guess guess so. Gets it gets them all, I guess. <laughs> um, moving on to just a real barn burner of a game here: the Tennessee Titans visit Denver, and the Broncos 
16 nothing in this game. I don't have a lot to say about this game. Um, although I will say that Marcus Mariota did get benched in this game, and Ryan Tannehill came in, played for him, didn't do any better than Marcus Mariota had been doing. Um, Joe Flacco led passing-wise, uh, 177 yards and an interception. Philip Lindsay, really the running backs for Denver, did all the work in this game. 15, y- 15 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. And Cortland Sutton led all receivers, four receptions for 76 yards. Uh, both teams leave this game at two and four. Yeah. I, you kind of wonder which, where the Titans go from our quarterback in the future because Mariota doesn't seem like it. Uh, Tannehill's probably not the future. Yeah. Uh, Titans, by the way, are the team we play after San Francisco. So, um, Good defense, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows who the quarterback will be at that point. And moving on, down goes Cowboys. Three weeks in a mm. row, the New York Jets take them down 24-22. Wow. And this score doesn't symbolize how good the Jets actually beat them. They kind of really dominated in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys scored a couple touchdowns trying to sc- scratch and claw their way back and fell short on a two-point conversion. Uh, Sam Darnold lit up their defense, throwing for 338 yards and two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott had a good game with 105 yards and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, him and Sam Darnold have something special together. Five reception, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He was quiet when Darnold was out, and as soon as he's back, ooh, look out. Yeah, Darnold first game back from Mono, and uh, the rest did him good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys. I don't know. What are the Cowboys? They're on the ropes. <laughs> they start off 3-0. and They're now 3-3. and Yeah. And, uh, With them, you got to wonder. I know they had an easy schedule, but the Jets are supposed to be a fairly easy team. So what the are Jets- they? The Jets were 0-4 coming into this game. I mean, that's a that's your get-right game, you know? Yeah. If you're the Cowboys. Instead I'm looking forward got... to hearing. I'm looking forward to hearing Cowboy fans. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I might, you know, tune into some Dallas Networks, uh, radio network tomorrow and just, just see what they're saying. The sky is falling. Fire Dak. Fire Garrett. Well, well Dak shouldn't go anywhere, but Garrett should definitely be gone like three years ago. Well... He wasn't able to get the win for him today. Um, all right, well, that's it. The Steelers and Chargers just kicked off, and the Packers and Lions play tomorrow night, Monday night, if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, and that's it for week six. Yep. I think we're going to go ahead and take next week off. We'll probably be back next Monday with a recap of the NFC South and where we're going and the rest of the games. But besides that, we'll probably not come back unless there's some major Panther news. Yeah. Panthers by a week this week. So there's no game preview podcast necessary. Um, if anything tops, you know, any intriguing news comes out or something we feel like we need to talk about, then we'll pop in maybe for a, a short podcast or something middle of the week. But uh, otherwise, We will be back on Monday. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Meow Mix podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix podcast or email any questions or comments to the Meow Mix mailbag at gmail.com. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Panthers win.
Yeah, four and two, baby, four in a row. Keep pounding. Ha <laughs> <laughs>